Checking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Everyone's got to pack up their cubicles and. Oh, sure. So you're going to be at the mercy of them all doing that too, man. You're. Yeah. I, as I said before, I look forward to a day when we can have sit down for conversations where you are like enthused, where, where the work that you do gives you life instead of, you know, it drains your energy. That might be the saddest sentence ever. You need to go pack up your cubicle. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) <laughs> well, here we are, everybody, once again. <laughs> Welcome back to Ignorant and Uninformed, America's favorite podcast, coming to you live from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, a podcast distributed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Ben's Christmas bonus just came in. And and it's surprise, it's more work. Surprise, <laughs> it's more work. Not nearly what I was... <laughs> it's about what I was expecting, but I was kind of hoping for more. Some Christmas vacation vibes. What was it like a jelly of the month? Jelly um, of the month club. Jelly of the correct. month club. <laughs> jelly of the month club. I put a down payment on a pool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but hey, this is your podcast. Where we take your topics and turn them into our show for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting gold. Semi uninterrupted. I am at work, so we'll have to see how that shakes out for Ben. <laughs> but and uh, I am joined, as always, by our sonorous hosts. The what the word that Max so uh, beautifully used before to describe me. And I am joined by those hosts, Mr. Max Sarak Sansarak. You know, to to be fair, uh, uh, this might only be semi gold as well. Um, you know, mm. if we if we're going to be semi interrupted, it may only be semi Sem- like, semi precious metals. Perhaps this is some. I don't know. Are, are we a bronze level? I think pyrite, you're a conductor, at least. I was thinking pyrite. For sure. Fool's gold. That's yes, right. Yes. And Mr. Jeff Fool's Gold Watson. Let's do this. And I am Ben Hollywood Whitmore. We need a topic that you provide for our show. And Max is spinning them up in the salad spinner of glory. And uh, we will live another day to see what we're going to talk about. I don't know. Maybe yeah, thank, we won't. Thank God our lives are not dependent upon this podcast. Because, I mean, what if we drew a topic that was like, kill yourself? And we were like, oh, no. Then then I'm pretty sure in this just got a, of, This just got a flag on iTunes. In honor of Jeff's one-word answers, it'd be like, go fuck yourself. Next topic. Yes. Um, Shit. I'm like thoroughly sure that this is from my father. Aha. Uh-huh. Gary would tell us to kill ourselves. <laughs> Man, that'd be fucking dark. Uh, yes, not only is it his handwriting, but it isn't like bright blue sharpie. I can see uh, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Can you even? <laughs> could you read it through there? Probably it's backwards. It's... Yeah, I'm not good. Sorry. the Glasses. No, I got you. If you can change an event in time, what would it be? Man, he is all about going back in the past. I mean, I guess, you know, perhaps that's something that happens as we get up there in the ages, right? Some like, people live there, man. My know? dad is, you know, he's he's about to be 72. Um, so I think that there's some reflection perhaps mm. going on. But it's really just something that I've noticed. Um, Those halcyon days. In these top, yeah, well, because I mean, like. I guess like who, you know, if the what band would you see if you could see any band? But there's sure. like a subtle, I don't know, a subtext of going back in the past there as well, I sure. would say. Sure. 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know. I will say I enjoyed his story about killing people. So that was cool. Uh, my dad's story about killing people? Yeah. Where he, he'd like fantasize and bury someone, essentially. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. For a split like alive? Second, for a split second, I was like, what the fuck? No. No, you know, like we, uh, man, you've had dinner. You've had meals with my family. You know we like to talk. And so my dad... Uh, Did he threaten you, Jeff? I mean, he might have afterwards, but he didn't tell him. I don't think he tells people he does this to them. No, no. This is like how he moves on. Although I question again, like, and I've always, so it's, it's the second time I've heard him say as much, but I've always questioned the idea of like burying isn't like, to me, that's not healthy when it talks about like moving on from your past. Like there's something about burying that it's still there. Yeah. That's like a denial. Anyway. Um, that's why you he, burn like, it. Yeah, well, or destroy or, you know, whatever you want to do with it. Um, but there's something about, yeah, because like you bury emotions, right? Like there's just some mm. sub, there's some connotation there. Um, but he had this, it was awesome. Like he told this story about how he will like deal with problems and issues. And it's like this whole visualization thing that involved like a tricycle up in the sky and descending this ladder. And this like, you like riding like forward in time and like this this hole that's already been dug by a nondescript person and like a chance to just throw all the shit you're dealing with into this hole and like cover back up. And then you, you climb back up the fucking stairway to heaven, which is funny because he hates Zeppelin and then like zoom back on your tricycle to uh-huh. the present day. And then you like yeah. climb back down and you're like, and they're dead to me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have buried them. <laughs> and he's talked about like, with like people and you know failed business relationships and um, i also enjoyed the the ashton kusher masterpiece butterfly effect that's what i feel like i just saw okay okay i haven't seen that movie so i don't get that oh. reference oh the alternate ending mm. Mm. yes perfect oh. he goes he goes back to a memory of his mother's really but like of no, it's his because he's alive in, he's he goes back to become a fetus and he kills himself with the umbilical cord. Mm. Strangles himself because just to avoid all of the future complications that he's going to to cause by being able to travel in time. Mm. Every time he tried to fix something, he made it worse or could never fix it. So he realized, I'll just kill myself. I'm Which... the problem. But I'm of course, that is also, but that is just making another change, which of course will just make things worse, I assume. Not that the movie gets carried on in that direction, but. Well, I think two. Oh, sweetest. I mean, there but were no, that three is... or four movies, so. Oh, were they okay, really? Mm-hmm. I never saw anything beyond the first one. The second one sucked, so I stopped. The first uh, one was excellent. I loved it. Crazy. I always like anything that deals with time travel. I, most oh, most yeah. time travel movies I'm all about. 100%. So then, well, right. I mean, isn't that the lesson that we take from this topic? Like anything we try to go change is going to fuck up whatever the present is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the baby Hitler problem all over again. True. Ever and always. And that said, I mean, so you guys are savvy, savvy time travel genre uh, uh, consumers. Mm. I can't say the same for myself. So Mm. if you had to go back and change something, can you, have you thought about, a way that you would attempt to the best of your limited human abilities to uh, uh, 
like ameliorate whatever unforeseen consequences of your changes there there was going to be. Damage control is what we're talking about here. Kind of. Yeah. I think you'd have to be very specific. Here, Here's the reason that I don't think I, – I think time travel is – okay, we're going to get into pancake world, guys. Strap in. Um, sweaty pancakes. Uh, I, I think that time travel is not possible, but I do believe that interdimensional travel might be possible. And that if you were to ever – time travel you would basically just be going to a dimension or creating a dimension in that that is identical except for the point in time to our own like your very existence in that time as yourself creates an alternate dimension like so a little a little along the lines of back to the future time travel rules but See, I think you're doing MCU like, rules too. So, sure, yeah, it's a little bit of MCU. Uh, so, sort of like mainstream adaptation. But I, I don't. Th- I think like if I were to go back in time to I don't know nineteen twenty. I don't remember when, when Hitler was born, but like say say it's the Hitler problem, right? I go back in time and I'm gonna kill Hitler's mother or something. Night so nineteen sixteen or whatever, and. Uh, maybe he's already born by then, probably. So, like, eight. let's go to 1899. It, I don't know. Whenever it is. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, anyway, but, like, just by me going to that point, I'm not going back to, like, the 1940, 19, 1899 that we know, right? I'm going back to a different one where I exist there. So, that's a different timeline. So, anything that happens from that point on is no longer in our perceptions because that's already happened. Yeah. And we Parallels. would then either cease to exist. Our dimensional timeline would cease to exist because I no longer exist or I change something that changes every moment that would go forward. So I would basically be destroying this universe. I don't think creating another one. I, I don't think, and I'm the, destroy I'm the our universe. You would just cease to exist in our universe. We would just keep going on, right? Yeah, you're not that important, man. Right. Like, but from my, my relative to my perception, I I've left, you know, yeah. our timeline this point in time, and I just, as far as you guys are concerned, I never come back. Like, yeah, I. But I might have gone and changed it and killed Hitler's mother. Hitler was never born. A whole other timeline that that I exist for in the 1940s or whatever, or through the early part of the 19th century or the 20th century. And then, but as far as you're concerned and everyone in this universe is concerned that I just blipped out. I just, I disappeared through the time machine and never came back. And I would have no way of coming back except at a point in the future after I had disappeared, but it would be as if I never left. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have changed the past if I was to get back to our own timeline and dimension. Okay. I changed it in another dimension, and I had a whole other experience at a different quantum frequency, if you want to go that route. But, like, and then if I was somehow able to realign my quantum vibrations <laughs> with our own timeline, time will still have continued as sure. normal. So I, I might just show up a second later or 
look like I didn't go anywhere at all, but I did. Well, now you invoked the name quantum. And if we're going strictly by the mathematics of quantum mechanics, which to date has been the most successful and most accurate system for uh, interpreting the world that we have come up with yet, there is no reason that we cannot travel in time. Like time exists as an ocean around us. Like, and the fact that we experience it literally, linearly, is more a feature like a bug and feature of our systems and the way our brains perceive and make sense of the world. It okay. isn't actually a truth of reality. Sure. <laughs> so maybe we're affecting the timelines constantly and just whatever our current memory is. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe so, I did go back and kill Hitler. Well, I think and then you banged his mom and she birthed Hitler, so you're Hitler's father. Or maybe there's like certain fixed points of history. So like, you know, you look at, um, you know, talking about big data, right? And like, we're good at predicting trends. We've gotten really smart at predicting like traffic patterns. And we can tell you like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there's probably going to be an accident on this road in these hours because... That's the way that it's been. And that's just what the data will tell us. What we suck at predicting is which car is going to cause that accident and which like one thing is going to happen that sets whatever event we've predicted into motion. And so even if you go back and kill Hitler, there's no guarantee that someone else named Whitler doesn't rise to power or that like, someone you know some other person doesn't just fill that space sure in the, the same old hydra way. man yeah yeah that that like does so certainty over an uncertainty because it again we're getting the butterfly effect it might be worse what happened like maybe somebody who was somehow worse than hitler yeah, in the, in the 1930s comes to power in Germany or in another yeah. country entirely. Australia suddenly is committing genocide for you know, whatever. Like, sure. But I think, you know, so like this whole it's, a, time, it's a bold move. I mean, hanging out in Australia has always won me risk. So just saying. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Aussie War Factory. We did that. But then again, like, I don't know. But if they break through Siam, you're screwed. Yeah. Because you probably only have like one or two armies in each of those countries. You don't have a whole bunch in New Zealand, you know. Yeah, like, and all the front lines are there. Indonesia, yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I had the distinct pleasure of having a very long conversation uh, with our good buddy, Phil, and who is like one of the smartest people, I think, that I have encountered. I have nothing um, but follow-up questions. Continue. In my life. Uh, but he was talking about, as as Phil and I want to do, we got uh, uh, a little out there. But at some point, and I do not remember how we got there, he was talking about dimensions. And he was talking about how, you know, as a three as three-dimensional beings, we are really good at understanding two-dimensional spaces and, like, two dimensions in general. Like, we're really good at manipulating and figuring those out. Um, However, and, and so then he was extrapolating from there that like maybe in order to understand three dimensions in that masterful way or four dimensions, like you've got to be a dimension above 
the one that you are looking, you know, the one that you're trying to interrogate and analyze Mm -hmm. because you can't figure out, you know, like you can't understand the ocean in the middle of the ocean, right? If you're submerged, like you've got to have that a little bit of distance. And so it was just an idea that has percolated in my mind for the last Mm, couple of weeks. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I certainly never thought about that shit, but so we are make sense. And we are limited fourth dimensionally right if the fourth dimension being time that because we we cannot experience are we four-dimensional beings or are we we exist in time as well i guess is what i'm but we don't experience it in that way well i mean time is just change yes right time could just be the forces of entropy at work um like what we call time you know we we perceive as the experience you know as an experience but like it yeah i don't know okay i'm just trying to think of like okay so someone to fully understand the way time works would you have to be a fourth dimensional being or a I think like a fifth dimensional being being is what I'm going. I think the more dimensions you have, the better you're going to do with time. Yeah. Yeah. Time's (laughs) wibbly wobbly. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I want to be a fifth dimensional being, but I mean, like I'm a three, I'm, I, I would argue that we are fourth dimensional beings. And so we can understand three dimensions. Yeah. We can understand three because I can understand three dimension. You know, I think about, okay think about geometry or area okay. you know those kinds of things those are things that we can sort of understand sure i mean you guys can well. that shit's all magic to me like i don't <laughs> fucking understand well, i'm uh, just saying like i understand relative position in space correct you know and i think so, that most of us have at least some kind of understanding of that, so then i but, think by that by that classification yes we would have to be fifth dimensional beings in order to have that understanding of time as well the way that you understand right relative space yeah yeah, but then that entails us being a th- like again, like I th- I think we exist in the fourth dimension, therefore we are four dimensional beings. But okay, great, we're four dimensional beings. I'm not going to fight you on it, but I think we need an extra dimension to understand that fourth yes. dimension no, as well as we understand. We have to be one more. Div- <laughs> so I'm saying we're as fourth dimensional beings, we can understand three dimensions very easily. Correct. Well, yeah, you well so some I'm, of us. I'm, I'm supporting your like. I'm adding yes ending your statement oh. that Phil made. I guess. Yeah, not mine. Cannot take credit for that. But I thought yeah. it was a really good idea. I've never thought about that. That um, is interesting. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, he's a deep thinker. It's true. It's true. He is. Uh, and that's all good. Um, my brain's a little foggy today. I'm not going to lie. I'm not oh. existing in the fourth dimension very oh, well. Yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah. It yeah, was that I, nutritious lunch you had. <laughs> yeah. It was um, coming down from the cheddar popcorn high. <laughs> all, those, all those micronutrients yeah. flooding into your system. Um, yeah. The, uh, all right. So then knowing that whatever we're going to change in time, we're just going to fuck up. And I mean, maybe we make it worse. Maybe it stays the same. Who's to say? Uh, if you had to go back and change something. Hmm. Or if you could in that perfect way, so as like this timeline. But I don't even see how that'd be possible. Because even if you made this timeline better, it would be a change. Quote unquote better. 
Yeah, I don't even know what event you would. I mean, there's always the fucking go Hitler, but I don't think that's. I don't know. Like you said, I don't even know if that'd make a fucking difference. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know who. So, and that's. I guess. And I think one of the reasons why Hitler is such a tantalizing object is because you know he is alone. He's a figure, right? He's like one person that mm-hmm. we hold responsible for like a whole bunch of atrocities. Oh yeah. But I was thinking about like you go back in time to the dark ages, you go back in time to the inquisition, to the time when the church was rising and burning all sorts of knowledge. And like, I don't know how you stop. Like, it's easier to be like, kill Hitler. You stop world war two. Fine. Yeah. Oversimplification. But like, how do you stop the church from burning all the things? Like yeah. how, who, who do you kill to do that? Yeah. Um, because I was listening to, you I was listening. Somehow save the Library of Alexandria or something. That was I'm, actually going to be my answer. Lots of libraries. Because, like, if you go back to ancient times, I was listening to, uh, I, I like Ryan Holiday and a lot, a lot of his stoic philosophies. But he was talking about how, like, there were things that existed in uh, Rome that, like, stopped existing. Like, the Dark Ages squashed the technologies of the time. So like things didn't exist for a while and we fell into the dark ages and then rediscovered them at the Renaissance. And so like, if you imagine a linear progress of like quality of life as a line, like it was going and then there's just this huge drop off where like a bunch of shit went wrong and we lost a whole bunch of technology and quality of life. And then, you know, it took a couple hundred years to get back to where we were before. So then if we could eliminate that dip. I wonder where we'd be technologically now. Hmm. So perhaps we need to go back for and stop the rise of the development of the bubonic plague, which in turn caught, you know, kill it a third of the world's population, but in turn, uh, gave rise to people being fearful and congregating and, you know, giving power to the church, which then squashed the advancement of technology, which then contributed to the dark ages. Like maybe that's the key. So we go back in time and we teach people to wash their hands. That's what we, that's what we, we do. kill the rat that developed it. I mean, first. but again, I, like, I developed it. I feel like the then like it would just go to another rat, right? We're back to that, like that vacuum problem. Mm. Like, and if we kill all the rats, then I think we're going to be doing mm. a whole lot more damage. Mm. How many centuries was that cutoff? Which cutoff? The dark ages. Like when it, it was... says the, the progression stopped and then restarted, how many centuries was that? Oh, man, I certainly do not know. It's about a thousand years, I think, because it was the, the, like the Roman empire emperor and the, the, the last Roman emperor was around like 500 AD, I think. Yeah. And and then the Renaissance starts somewhere in the 1500s, I believe. So we're talking about a thousand years of sort of just. Not, not everything. The bubonic plague was sort of right in the middle of it, so it's not like I would you would prevent it from happening if it, if if the fall of the Roman Empire again power vacuum things happened. You know, 
different things started occurring. I could be wrong on those dates as well, but I think that's what I remember from history class. But I think it was 400 something for the Roman Empire. Yeah. So it was like around 500 AD and then, or sorry, ACE now. And then, uh, and then around 1500 is when the Renaissance starts. By the time we get to the 1600s, that, you know, Shakespeare and the Elizabethan age and the Renaissance is already in full swing. Yeah. A hundred years later. Right. So, yeah, if we can figure out. In East, in Western Europe. So, yeah, if we could, like, yeah, if we could somehow, if I could somehow figure out how to change the, like. What caused that? I have no idea what that lead domino was. And again, well, how like, would you fix it? Well, this is what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> this is what I'm talking out with you guys. Like, because I, I, I think that, you know, Jeff, we, we, before we got in the air, we were talking about health, right. And yeah. how like, and we all just want one thing. We want an answer. We want that answer to be fucking simple. We mm-hmm. want it to be like a causes B, but the truth is in complex systems of which the body is of which, the world and society and culture is like there are rarely singular causes. Well, I was going to say, is that could that even be avoided? Whatever happened, if it was such a big, exactly fixed points, yeah, on timeline, right? We I always I mean, end up back back in this, you know, at that point, no matter what we do, no matter how we get around it. Maybe someone already went back and fixed it, and that was the shortest they could make that period. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting thought. It if, originally like, was two or three thousand years, but someone right? went back and fiddled and got it down to a thousand. Or if Hitler was actually the least of the evils, and someone came back and killed the like the other Führer that there was going to be go. far worse, and so like I riffing like on your idea I that like, like yeah, that future future us are looking out for past us and doing the best but, they can. Yeah, this is this is the optimal timeline. Correct. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Chew on that for a second. So I've often thought about when I've had like a near death experience or like car wreck or whatever. And I think, what if this is the timeline where I always survive and there are always branches where I died in each of those events. And this is just me cruising on where I've made it. Yeah, man. I've, I've had a very similar thought. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the best timeline for me. Yeah. No, that's fair. I haven't, I have been fortunate in life thus far to not have many near death experiences or like life flashing before my eye moments. But Mm -hmm. when I have, when I have thought about that is in like alternate timelines is specifically with uh, like relationships and love and Mm. shit like that. Like, oh, well, there's some universe where this all fucking worked out and Mm. we live happily ever after, whatever that means. Okay. I've had that thought as well. It's funny. Like, I, I always think that it's like, if, if you, I don't know, that like, that's like the remnants of, of what a crush is, is, is like that in some universe, in some alternate timeline, like that you have a crush on somebody and because like, there's a connection there or when you have a brief connection with somebody that like, because in an alternate timeline, like there was a timeline where you were together or you, that worked out for you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, man. I've been like, huh? 
Maybe that's why I like that person because somewhere in the world, mm. in a universe, like that worked out for us. Like, yeah. I don't know. And there's like some, you know, some very thin, like cosmic tie to your world of you where Highlander style where that worked out, you know. And well, did you one, ever see the Adjustment Bureau? Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal on the train? No, it's no, Matt Damon. That's source code. Source code. That's what I'm, yeah. Just yeah. Your, your movie database is fucking on point, yeah. Jeff. No, this is uh, Emily Blunt and Matt Damon. Ah. And it's kind of like the idea of destiny, like in an original the adjustment bureau. God like. had. They were soulmates. And then the plan was wiped for something else, mm-hmm. but something still existed inside them that drew them to each other. And it's like that idea. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's sort it's, of, like, yeah. it's a really good movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, right. You know, as much as we think we would like to, we love to use that analogy of like our minds being like hard drives and you could like the idea that you could format a hard drive. Yeah. Like, oh man, there's still some of that code left. Yeah. Like, you exactly. can't, can't sort of really like get it all. Yeah. Like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Like they keep mm-hmm. ending up together, even though they keep, you know, yeah. fate as at work. Yeah. In that sure. way. And that fate mm-hmm. is just like cosmic ties to your alternate self. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps because I am me and my, but then I also think about like, okay, like, so my, whoa, <laughs> my light, it's gone. It's oh gone. God. Blackout. He did it. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> he <time traveled. laughs> yeah. I you can feel Hitler dying. <laughs> you guys won't believe where I've been. Holy shit. <laughs> I'd be awesome. If like you came back and you were like in completely different clothes yeah. and like, why are you like, dressed like a like, Nazi? I was, I was like thirty years <laughs> oh, shit. old. He got flipped. listen. I had to go under. I had to go under deep cover for a long time. I can't believe I'm back, but I finally <laughs> made it back to the the secret is in Grand Central Station in the clock face. Oh. Now it's now it's Da Vinci Code. I don't know what's going on. Oh, I thought we we're gonna go National Treasure with the I new did remake. too. Part three. Let's go. Yeah. Have you checked it out yet? Fuck no. I'm not gonna watch. It doesn't that. have Nick Cage in it. No. Fuck yeah. That. Fuck that. That show's dead to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they didn't so, even make it like his daughter or some bullshit. So fuck just that. some other person who's going to be the world's national treasure yeah. from now on. Yeah, My God, it. no. Oh, so okay. So in Star Wars, you got to get away from the Skywalker style uh, fucking bloodline. But in other things, you got to stick to the bloodline. I'm just I never said goddamn that. right. That's what that's Jeff entirely. I don't. I I need everyone to be a Skywalker. That's what I need. We're all Skywalkers. We're That's all what I go back killers. when they were planning the sequel trilogy. I'd be like, "Stop! You're about to fuck it all up." Oh man, I was watching. Uh, I didn't make it all the way through because the dude kind of annoyed me. But I was watching this video essay on Andor, and he actually pulled up the prequels in like an interview with George Lucas, and was just talking about how like how political they were with like the fall of democracy and the rise of tyranny and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I didn't appreciate that at the time. I might now, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, at least he okay. fucking planned the thing. It's like <laughs> dropping a lightsaber perfectly vertical. That's going to implode the planet's core. <laughs> Did they have do you that? Seen, on Rick and Morty. Have you seen that? Episode? Oh, I haven't. Oh, it's this. It's this season. Oh, oh, I haven't seen any of. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty That's good. Awesome. Yeah, there's a. It's a holiday episode, and uh, 
So anyway, and so Rick gives Morty a lightsaber. He's like, you know what? You've earned this, kid. <laughs> it's, it's, there's a whole reason why he's so nice. We, we, I won't spoil it, but like, sure, I'm sure. And of course, he's like, you know, he's goofing around with it, and of course, he drops it, and he goes, "Perfectly fucking vertical, Morty. Perfectly fucking vertical." <laughs> and it's like, because it, you know, like melts through everything, so it goes, oh, yeah. And then it goes, zoop, and he tries to grab it, and it's like, it's like, zoop, so it's like just burrowing towards the center of the earth. <laughs> And of course, the kyber crystal is going to implode the the planet's core. Core, yeah, exactly. So of course, then the president gets involved, and he shows up. But he it was all a ruse because he wanted the lightsaber, and then it becomes this like Gen X thing versus millennials, (laughs) and uh, and like, and he's like, no, Star Wars was our, and it's you know David Keith, and he's like, he's like, like, (laughs) or Keith David, whatever his name is, um. And he's just like, the Star Wars was our fir- ours first. I deserve this more than you, Morty. <laughs> and then, of course, he plays with it. And then a second time, drops it completely vertical. And it goes towards the core of the planet again. Of course. And so then I they have it. to, like, save the planet again. Sure. From... And then the White House gets launched into space at some point. Which... <laughs> Very I... I look forward to when season. to season when those episodes will hit various streaming services that I have access to. Yes, yes. yes. I have it on the Apple TVs because I bought it. But nice, I could I could get get to the login. Hey, we shouldn't nah, talk man. about that. Yeah, nah, man, it. it's cool. I'm good. They're gonna come for me. I'm good. Uh, all that to say, I forgot what we were talking about. So time travel. Though I think we're probably close-ish on time. Yeah, we are actually. We can wrap it up, baby. Uh. I don't know if there's one event I would change, save the prequel trilogies or, or alter them in some way to make them good, make them better. I feel like we need another go at those anyway. So maybe there's an alternate timeline where they were better. Did you watch your damn mouth? Cause by the time we die, they'll probably be a remade <laughs> at the rate things are going. Ugh, you're right. And there's no guarantee. Maybe this is the optimal timeline. Maybe yeah, I was they like, are this is as the best they could have been. God, what's the worst? <laughs> I actually want to see it. Show me what was worse. Show <laughs> me what was worse. Indeed. I did start watching Andor again. I'm I'm like, I don't know, seven, episode seven or eight. I'm getting there. Oh, getting so there. is that like the prison break or? Oh, no. Are you no, at the heist is... then? I'm after the heist. And mm. like this one setting was up. all about setting up the prison uh, break. Yeah, setting Just up the enjoy break. it. Yeah, so good. I it can't wait. Good. This is like Mon Mothma is is starting oh, to yeah. lay the seeds. Oh of yeah, the rebellion and oh, talking yeah. to people that I'm sure are going to betray her at some point. Dirty politics. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Because he's oh yeah no he just got like uh what happened he goes back to the to to that planet to get the old to get his mom mm-hmm. and she's like and nah she's like no 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 i'm, I'm staying, staying here because i'm part of the rebellion damn it damn and right it's like it's like this is also the one of the pre anyway it's a great show I oh, ben's not even it. oh ben oh delicious yeah i envy you I to wait. get to experience it for the first time oh if only i was yeah. went in as wide-eyed and bushy-tailed as all oh, these coming episodes okay. can't wait Great. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We've been your host, Mr. Max Sarakistan Sarak, or is he? Thank you. Mr. Jeff, time travel and space Jesus Watson. We are from France. And I am Ben, alternate timeline, sweaty stack of pancakes, Hollywood Whitmore. Is that a Conehead reference? Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Yes. And this has been Ignorant Uninformed. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure you uh, send your topics to ignorantanduninformed at gmail.com. Questions make the best topics. You can check us out on Twitter as long as it still exists and facebook.com uh, slash ignorantuninformed. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. The brand new Epidose, hot ash fresh, salt in your grill. Peace out.